Today we begin our Bible study series in the Gospel of John. Of the four Gospel accounts, the Apostle John's focus is mostly on theological matters, which in my opinion is crucial to understanding the person and work of Jesus Christ. So, crack open your Bibles to John chapter 1 and let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to The Glowing Coals. Before we dive into the text, let's spend a moment discussing the book's author. Who was John? John was one of Jesus' disciples. Now Jesus had hundreds of disciples, or students, that followed him during his three-year ministry. But out of those disciples, Jesus specifically chose 12 men to be his apostles, which means emissary. John was one of the 12 along with his brother James, of which Jesus affectionately nicknamed the Sons of Thunder. When we add the Apostle Peter to the mix, we now have what we call Jesus' inner circle. For Jesus permitted only Peter, James, and John to witness many of his miracles recorded in John's Gospel. Let's read together, beginning in John chapter 1, verses 1-5. through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him, and apart from Him nothing came into being that was come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 1 is loaded, so let's break it down. In the beginning was the Word. The word beginning refers to when God created our universe. So, because God is spirit and has no physical form, this verse implies that God created the universe and everything in it by speaking it into existence. Now, you may ask, well, who created God? Well, the answer is nobody. Here's why. Let's say that A created God. That means something or someone must have created A. In other words, there would never be a beginning, and if there is no beginning, there would be no end. And for those who believe that the universe came into existence from a Big Bang, I ask you, who or what created the Big Bang? You can't create something out of nothing, except, of course, if you are God, who is not physical, but spiritual. Think about it. Why should we think that the spiritual world needs to follow the laws of the physical world. So, let's just trust that God, who created the universe, always existed. The next part of verse 1 says, And the Word was with God. Okay, now it gets complicated. Obviously, the Word can't be just what God says. So, what are we talking about here? Let's finish the verse. And the Word was God. When we read the verse in its entirety, we learn that the Word is more than just speech, but that the Word God speaks is God Himself. Confused? Let's continue. In verse 2 it says, He was in the beginning with God. Now it sounds as if there are two gods. Verses 3-5 through five expounds on the meaning of Word. Verse 3 says, All things came into being through Him. And apart from him, 
nothing came into being that has come into being. What I'm hearing is that the universe was created through the spoken word. That was God by God. Verse 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. What this means is that the word, who is God, has life in it, and this life reveals itself as light to mankind to understand or see or know who God is, which provides salvation to mankind. Verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. This light pierces into the darkness of mankind that is fallen and spiritually dead because of sin. The light represents what is good, and the darkness represents what is evil. This light is so bright that darkness can't overpower it, just like when we switch on the light upon entering a dark room. Jesus also later said that he is the light of the world, and in him is life. In verse 6, we are introduced to a man named John the Baptist, or the baptizer, that was a witness to this light. John and Jesus happen to be related, most likely cousins, for it is mentioned in Luke's Gospel by the angel Gabriel when he told Mary, the mother of Jesus, that her relative Elizabeth was to conceive a son in her old age, John the Baptist. Let's read these verses together. There came a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Plainly speaking, John was sent into the world by God for the sole purpose to be a witness to this light. In this section, we see the merging of these two words, word and light. Let's see how, by reading verses 9-14. through 14. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of the man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. The light that John came to testify came to shine on all men. Notice here how the light is now referred to as a person. He, the light, came into the world, the very world that was made through him, but was not recognized by the world. Think about that for a moment. God created the world through this man. And when the man came to visit the world, the world did not recognize him. Not only that, but the world rejected him as their creator. But those that did recognize him, he gave them the right to become children of God, born by God or born again. And finally we read, the Word became flesh. As I mentioned above, the Word is more than just speech, but that the Word, God speaks, is God Himself. And if the Word became flesh, then the Word is Jesus, God in flesh. 
When you get a chance, reread these passages, but as you do, substitute the word word with Jesus and let me know what you think in the comments below. To summarize this section, Jesus, who is God, came into his own world that was created through him and lived among us. John the Apostle testifies that he was one of the 12 apostles that traveled with Jesus and witnessed Jesus' glory as being the actual Son of God, who knew no sin, but instead was full of grace and the truth. Not his truth, but the truth. Now that we have established that Jesus is the Word, life, and the light of man that has come into the world, let's continue John the Baptist's testimony of Jesus. Let's read verses 15 through 19 together. John testified about him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father. He has explained him. In these verses, John the Baptist wraps up his testimony of not only of what Jesus came to say and do, but of who Jesus is. By this time, John the Baptist had a great following. The people came to John in the wilderness to hear him preach and to be baptized by him with water for repentance and to prepare them for the coming of the one that is greater than himself. When Jesus appeared, John told his followers that they were now to follow Jesus because he was greater than himself. But notice the reason that John gives that demonstrates why Jesus is greater. It's because Jesus existed before John. Now, I am sure that most of John's followers interpreted this to mean that Jesus was older than John. But in reality, John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus. So, what does John mean when he says that Jesus existed before him? Well, there can only be one answer. The author is trying to convey to us that Jesus is the eternal God. And this is where we believe that Jesus was both man and God. For only man could die on a cross, and only God that is sinless is qualified to take upon himself our sins on the cross. And through his death, paid the penalty that we deserved by God, so that we can be saved by His grace through our faith in Him. And the result is eternal life with God. The law was given to us by Moses, which we could not keep, but grace and truth was realized by Jesus, who kept the law perfectly on our behalf. God is spirit, but God became a man in the person of Jesus Christ in order that He can show us the Father and the way back home. My prayer is that you recognize that you fall short of God's standard of holiness. Jesus became sin for us so that we can become holy through Him. Repent and believe in who Jesus says He is and what He has done for you so that you too can be forgiven and spend eternity with the One who loves you with an everlasting love. That's it for today. 
God willing, we will finish up chapter one of the Gospel of John on next week's episode of the Glowing Coals podcast. Thank you for listening. God bless. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Please tell others about this podcast by rating us and leaving a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other platforms. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment. And don't forget to click the bell for future notifications.